guys, thank y'all for inviting me. Uh, if y'all got some extra labor uh, and it's too wet, send them to the Iberia station. I have a lot of work to do, there's no, no doubt about it. Uh, just to give you a little heads up, the Ag Center is committed to the station. Industry's moving north and west. We hope to get about 250 acres of cane on that station uh, in the next five years. Right now we have 500 acres, 40 acres of cropland, maybe three acres of cane in the ground. So we've got a lot of work to do. Uh, I've been a laborer. Uh, we cut down trees off the fence lines. I've been pulling out fences. Uh, I ran a pressure washer yesterday. Uh, they didn't take away any of my weed control responsibilities or ripening our work. Just uh, something more to do. Uh, we're looking forward to a challenge, but it's going to be a challenge to get it done. But uh, we're going to get dirty and, and move forward. Um, talk a little bit about uh, the year in the past. Uh, to me, uh, 2021 said 2020 hold my beer. It, it was uh, a challenge and one to say the least. Uh, if I don't remember something, I'm blaming it on the picture of that truck being wrecked going down Highway 30. Uh, uninsured motor strand a red light and spun me 180 mm -hmm. a little concussion uh, but we made it uh, but nonetheless 2021 was a pretty challenging year uh, with the hurricane and such um, winter weed complex uh, driving over starting to see it pop uh, you know we, we got grasses uh, that are up some rye grass sees a little bit uh, Timothy canary grass up uh, typically Paraquat works in most situations, uh, but we, we do have some instances of paraquat resistant ryegrass. For the broadleaf weeds, uh, you know, 2,4-D, uh, dicamba, weed master type products have been working well. Over the last couple of years, we've had a lot of growers start to go to this mesotrione, which is a generic Callisto product uh, tank mix with atrazine. And it's doing a really good job on your broadleaf weeds, um, poana and such. Uh, but the one thing, if you choose to go to that, to that uh, kind of system, is you have to be aware of the replant. Uh, if you're going to um, potentially bust out cane and put soybeans into a situation uh, where, where you know that it's just kind of iffy. This fringe red maids is a weed I'm becoming familiar with. It's up in the Bunky Cheneyville area. Uh, 2,4-D and Weed Master has been very hit and miss on it. Uh, It'll choke out the cane in a heartbeat. Uh, the Callisto and Atrazine combination does a re real good job on it. So, you know, the, the more uh, I, I sit in this position, the more new weeds I have to learn. So that's this one. In terms of paraquat, um, I don't know if you know, but we're going into to a closed paraquat system. You're gonna have to get one of these fancy little gizmos and put it on your spray tank. Um, kind of, I, I think a time at the lock and load where you, you're not supposed to expose yourself. Uh, that's where we're going with that. Um, remember, you have to, uh, if you're going to touch paraquat in any way, if you're going to transport it, load it, spray it, you're supposed to have a pesticide card and a paraquat training card. So that's online, you do that training. Uh, Syngenta has decided to get, uh, to discontinue making the two pound uh, Gramoxone and they've gone to this three pound uh, Gramoxone. So to my knowledge, every paraquat from here on out is gonna be a three pound material. So it's gonna be a, uh, you know, two pints of the three pound material is gonna be the rate on that. 
In terms of uh, paraquat resistant ryegrass, we definitely have it in some areas of the state. We've done some, some assays in the lab to see how we can, you know, control it. It took us to go to uh, six gallons to get 80% control of the, the uh, resistant version that's in Bunky. So that there's not a whole lot of room for water when you got to put out <laughs> six gallons and it's off-label. So uh, definitely a, a real issue. The other issue is some of these uh, biotypes look like they're resistant to a lot of the PS2 herbicides. So a lot of the pre's are not touching. So uh, just some work we've done with Paraquat. Uh, you know, it's been labeled for quite a while, but do, do I get any yield loss? And, and the, the answer to that question is depends when you put it out. You know, our recommendation says we can put it up to four leaf green cane. We went into a couple fields in 2020 and we did that where we didn't have any weed competition. So this was just cane. So we went into a commercial field in Vashery. We put it out in March on four leaf cane and we put it out in April when we had seven to eight leaf cane. Uh, when you look at tonnage, definitely seeing a trend down uh, with Paraquat. Um, when you look at the sugar per acre, seeing that same trend, no big surprise. We did some work in St. Gabriel on some 299 as well. This was on uh, a first double field. In this situation, we actually lost a significant amount of yield compared to the untreated shed. Uh, and this was four leaf cane again. So, you, you know, it's been labeled for a while. It's a herbicide tool. Uh, we want to get it out as early as you possibly can. Uh, it can cost you a little bit of yield. Uh, in terms of uh, ryegrass competition, you know, I have some girls tell me, oh, ryegrass really doesn't compete uh, very well with the cane uh, and really have a, a big impact on it. Other people on the other end of the fence. To me, it competes a whole lot. If you look at the yellow cane, the only difference they had here is we overseeded some ryegrass in November in these plots versus this side we controlled it with uh, Esmotola chlor. We, we went in, we lost 12,000 stalks. That's pretty darn significant. Uh, tonnage, about four tons in sugar per acre. Uh, you know, 1,200 pounds of sugar per acre. Now this was overseeded with golf ryegrass is what you put in your pastures for cows. What I've noticed is the, the paraquat resistant ryegrass that we have in St. Gabriel at the station is a whole lot more aggressive than this. Uh, we got this same kind of study going on in the field this year with the, the, the uh, the biotype that's resistant to paraquat. So I think it's gonna be even worse than uh, this data shows, but I think it more than pays to control it. Breaking the seed cycle. I had a grower call me uh, and said, Al, I need you to come look at something. We sprayed herbicide in 2019. We sprayed some, some dual and atrazine in 2019, and it's still working today. This was in the beginning of 2021. I said, I don't know about that. Well, we went over there. This is Timothy Canary grass. He sprayed 10 rows, skipped 10 rows, sprayed 10 rows, skipped, followed it down the field. He broke that seed cycle one time. He had 90% less Timothy grass from breaking that seed cycle one time. You know, we don't think about that, but you, you know, that weed seed bank is it, not an infinite amount of seed and not all the seed longevity for different weed species varies. It's grass is three to five years. You know, Johnson grass is 20 years. But this just kind of opened my eyes, you know, <clears throat> what getting ahead of weeds one time in a cycle could do for you. Um, it's grass. 
Does it pay to spray when it's small? With age locks and end vote? Some people say yes, some people say no, some people say maybe. Uh, you know, to me, the, the, the biggest thing is I've gone in, you knock it down some, but you don't control 100% of it. We did some work uh, in Lafouche Parish uh, this past year. We went in and we, we sprayed it in May. It was a little late. We came back in in 28 days. We were looking at a new product. This is a, the Mission product is a product they use in Guatemala and Mexico to control itchgrass post-submerge. So that's why they sent it to me. Uh, looking at the control, not great uh, with either one of them, you know, in, in the 80%. But on this side of the screen, you got a whole lot more itchgrass uh, in the control versus the treated plot. Kind of had forgot about it. The, the grower and I actually, he, we were eating supper one night. And he said, man, have you been out to that field? I said, no, man, I, I, I'm done with that, that, that field. So I went back out in August. Now look at the cane you have here. It wasn't great cane to start off with. You got itch grass here with a, with cane, a couple canes in it, or, or at least some cane in it. So in that situation, you know, with that four inch itch grass, and he didn't do anything different, it actually had, had a, a, a big benefit. Is it perfect situation? No, but there is some value uh, in that. Now, if your itch grass is 12 inches and, and you know, joining, it, it's not as advent, uh, you're not gonna get the efficacy out of the product. Got a new product label for cane for a weed control called Ileon. I found mm -hmm. out this from talking with Kent Pelche one day. Uh, I was picking up chemical on new roads and he said, oh, you know, you know, Elion's label. I was like, no, Barrett said they weren't pursuing this product anymore when we've looked at it. He said, I'm pretty sure it's labeled. So I called Mike Redledger up on the phone and said, Mike, what gives with this? He said, well, they went against my uh, advice and, and Bear decided to, to, to label this. I said, what are y'all targeted? And he's like, I really don't know, Al. Because we looked at it for itch grass. And uh, when we looked at it, and it did okay in some tests and not so good in others. The one thing I've learned about this product, uh, if you have a lot of organic matter on, on the field, it gets tied up. And it, it's like pendomethalin. You want to rain within 10 to 14 days on it. You have to activate it. Uh, some of the, the active, the application rate is going to be at 3.75 ounces per acre. This is a, a itch grass test we did uh, in a, uh, where, where we actually had less control in the check. Uh, this was a spring spring test. Fuel was burnt off. Had a lot of residue on it. These are some other uh, trials. One done in Generet, one in Abbeville, where we looked at it. Uh, clean soil situations. One uh, was in plant cane. The other was uh, with Brian Seymour just on some fallow fields. He had busted up, but the place he had a lot of itch grass pressure. About 50% control. Not you know commercially acceptable, but it does bring a little bit of, to the table in a clean situation. In terms of uh, other grasses, it had uh, some control of brown top, barnyard, and, and broadleaf, <coughs> this was on Jim Harper's place, uh, broadleaf uh, weeds. So uh, not perfect, but, but may have a fit. We looked at it this year in St. Gabriel, uh, trying to look at it in combination, because that's the one thing that Mike said, Al, he said, I, I don't know how it does with metribuzin in combination with pendomethalin, and you know, so we went ahead and looked at it in, in different situations. We really only had two major weeds in, in this test that came up naturally. Entire Leaf Morning Glory and Purple Nutsedge. Didn't do a whole lot to the Nutsedge, but uh, in terms of uh, uh, the Entire Leaf Morning Glory, 
it did pretty well. Now I'll tell you, Dr. Blaine Vitor shared some data. Uh, it did really, really nice on his uh, experiments as a pre for ryegrass. So it'll be good because this is a whole different mode of action than we've had before in that situation. And, and it may have some, some fit at layby. Uh, you know, one thing that I'm noticing with Metribuzin, I'm noticed in the last couple of years, we're not getting the efficacy in morning glory control with that product anymore is what I'm seeing. Uh, so, you know, maybe, you know, it, it'll be an alternative product there. Uh, how's the price on it? Not a clue. Not a clue. Not a clue. Yeah, but they're using that product, it's called Resolon. They use it in Bermuda hay fields, kind of as an alternative to Prowl as a pre-merge. Uh, and it's very priced, I was just curious. Uh, have you all seen any crop response with it? I saw a crop injury when I put it out at Lay-By. Everywhere I had it at Lay-By in one study lodged. Uh, but I've only seen it one year. I repeated it this year to see if I could make it lodge again, and I did. Um, so that's the on only thing that I noticed. Invoke has been sold to another company. We had to go in and get a Section 24C. Uh, when the pesticide re-registration came back up, uh, Syngenta left us off the list for Louisiana sugarcane, so we were able to accomplish that this year. Got a Section 18 back in place for Tricera. Um, we're doing a lot of work with it, uh, besides looking at nightshade, and it's kind of exciting. Some of the other things we looked at this year is Liberty in cane. You know, Liberty's uh, labeled in Australia. They put it out underneath cane, uh, kind of a burn down like you do with germoxone after layby. Um, Moccasin MTC boundary and dual two magnum. These are all chlor containing products. The moccasin and the boundaries actually, the, the dual mixed with metribuzin. Pretty neat mix. We anticipated all of those products being labeled last year. They didn't make it through EPA. EPA is just dragging their feet. We looked at Panther MTZ. Uh, it's a uh, flumioxazin, which is a uh, valor. Uh, broadleaf activity. We hadn't used it because it was so super expensive. It was like $45 an ounce and it only got broadleaf weeds. We looked at it on a, a burn down situation uh, last spring and at Layby it did a real nice job. But you can't put it on over the top of cane because it'll speckle them up pretty good. Um, some of our Bermuda grass pictures with our Tricera, we continue to, to work and look at different combinations <coughs> with it and it's real exciting. We're not gonna talk a whole lot more about that and we've done a little couple of crop work. Herbicide availability. Uh, you know, when you go to Lester's warehouse, it's usually stacked to the top. Last year, it didn't matter if you went to the co-op or Lester's, um, CPS. Um, we just don't have the product. You know, uh, those guys would ha have chemical order, and, and they, they, they call them up and say, oh, it's not coming in. We don't have the product for you in a lot of situations. So, um, you know, I, I can tell you to, you know, go ahead and use this product or that product, but it really depends on availability. And uh, you know, who, who knows how stocks are gonna be this year. I still hear uh, glyphosate is tight. Um, there's Mike Deliberto giving the talk. We, we'll do economics. What's the price done? Oh, 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 you, you know. Um, but with that being said, I think uh, we don't throw the baby out with the bat water. Uh, glyphosate is still an important part of controlling perennial weeds in, in our fallow program. Uh, make sure you, you pinch pennies, but watching things uh, about uh, 
you know, herbicide rate. You know, glyphosate was cheap. We did the glug 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 method. Uh, my guys are not smart enough. Make your guys smart enough who are mi mixing your things. You know, when we talk about Bermuda grass control, we're going to say three quarts of Roundup. Uh, but what we're talking about is the three-pound material. That's the old Roundup original. If you're putting it out, uh, the new Power Max three, a 32-ounce rate of the, the three-pound material is only 20 ounces. That's significant, guys. That's some, something that you need to start thinking about. And when you're looking at prices, you need to start looking at the, the amount of active per gallon to look at prices. You know, when you tell me, oh, man, I look at the percentages. That doesn't tell you anything because the percentage looks at the, the salt plus the glyphosate molecule. It's really that AE, the amount of acid equivalent that you have to pay attention to. Uh, like I said, let's talk about the weed pyramid, the foundation, controlling weeds in the fallow period. The, the, you know, if we get away from here, we really don't have any perfect solutions when Bermuda grass comes out and it gets ahead of us. Spend the money. I know it's going up. Uh, you know, plow and uh, spray. I had a couple of guys say, well, Al, I just don't want to buy glyphosate this year. What are some other products that have activity? Well, we got a couple products. Um, select or Post. They both have 30-day uh, plant back intervals. But the problem or, or the thing you have to be concerned with is you're going to have to make multiple applications and they have to be on really, really small weeds. Uh, and they only have activity on grasses. So, you know, when you spray glyphosate, you really clean up the majority of your weeds in the field. That's not going to be the case with these products. Uh, I'd like to say, just from my, the last few weeks' experience also, because I've had a lot of questions about that. I tried to find 25 gallons of post the other day for a turf guy to go spray on some turf. And I've yet to find it. I've yet to find anybody within Helena that'll give it to me. Now, you know, some of these may be more available than others, but I'm just afraid we might run into that situation too, you know, where even some of these other options are. You know, are not really options. Yeah. So, but you know, it, it just to, to, to give you some, some uh, there are other grass materials, uh, but like uh, Assure 2. Now we've done some testing and we've put out Assure 2 and collected them right behind the planter and hadn't seen any injury. We're working on getting labels changed, but there's a 120-day pre-plant back uh, window on that, that product. Uh, so, you know, not a real option. But like I said, the, the, the big thing is you're going to have to put a follow-up treatment. Uh, they only have activity on grasses, and then Lester can't get it too. So that, that to me, is a, a big caveat. But 2021 wasn't all that bad. I did get to do a little bit of recreating. So uh, send me you guys when, when it's too wet at the station. Thank you. Uh, appreciate y'all.